I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. It's Thursday, July 22nd. Earlier this month, we talked about the process of becoming a U.S. citizen. Welcome to the United States. There are lots of reasons why people choose to emigrate or move to another country, but sometimes people don't have a choice. People who are forced to leave their homes are called refugees, and there are millions around the world. In today's episode, we're talking to two teens, Youssef from Syria and Ella from the U.S., who met last summer in a program run by the Hello Future organization. Let's dive in. You may have heard the words refugee crisis in the news. That's because there are more people who have been displaced from their homes than ever before. Over 82 million people. Why do people leave? Throughout history, many people have been forced to flee their homes for many reasons, from wars, climate disasters, or to escape religious persecution. Today, there are many countries currently facing refugee crises, like Venezuela, Myanmar, Somalia, and Syria. Syria's people in particular have been struggling due to a long and brutal civil war that has been happening for about a decade. Because of it, the country is experiencing the world's largest refugee crisis in modern history. But where do people go when they have to leave their homes? Many people try to get to safer countries, There, some live in refugee camps until they can be resettled. We learned about an amazing group called Hello Future that works with kid and teen refugees. The organization provides education and skill building opportunities to help refugee youth have a path to a strong future. Last summer, Hello Future put together a unique virtual summer camp. Here to tell us more about the organization and talk with two teens who participated in the program is Tracy Leeds Kaplan, the executive producer of The 10 News. One of the things that I love the most about producing The 10 News is hearing about organizations that are helping young adults around the world. I was introduced to Hello Future by Charlie Grosso, one of the founders of the organization. Founded in 2016, Hello Future provides education and skill-building opportunities to refugee youth and helps them build a path for a strong future. Last summer, with COVID lockdowns in place, Hello Future created a unique virtual summer camp that brought together U.S. teens and global refugees. It was an opportunity for teens to connect across the world and build community and connection during a difficult time. Two teens, Ella and Yosef, participated in the program and spoke with us at the 10 News. I'm Ella Jacobs. I am 15 years old and I live in Los Angeles, California. Uh, My name is Yusuf. I'm 18 years old. Um, I'm from uh, Damascus, Syria, and I live now in uh, Albert refugee camp in Suleimani and uh, Iraq. The summer camp was an opportunity to break down misconceptions or single stories the story you assume about someone based on a stereotype, and really get to know each other as individuals. The first day, actually, which I was surprised they did this on the first day because it was like a very heavy conversation. We talked about the conversation prompt. I think it was just like, what are preconceived notions about the other half of the students, right? Their stereotype, basically, for Americans is that um, we're very entitled 
and like wealthy and stuff. I think that was the main thing they were expecting. And a lot of us, like a lot of the American students were picturing them living in tents. For some reason, for some reason, we all had an image in mind that was just, I think someone described it as dirty. And they had an image of mind that we were just not like nice people, like very entitled. And I think that makes sense because, I mean, look, like if we're going to have an image in mind that's dirty, like that's, that's, well, obviously that's rude. That's like looking down on them almost. And that, that is a, like a higher place to come from, I guess, like in I don't know. It's very, it's, it's, it was very condescending as like, as what we realized quickly in like meeting the other students. I guess our image of them was dehumanized. We thought more about their situation than them as people. But we have this single story that for a lot of people is just completely inaccurate about like the stereotype that is just ridiculously ingrained into our brains, right? It can be it can be enforced in everything from stereotypes we see in the movies we watch, the shows we watch, the books we read. A lot of media has power over that. But any stereotypes kind of come together to create one story in our mind, right? It can also be something as simple as like assuming a girl would want to play with dolls or a boy would want to play sports. And yeah, I think that it's really important to realize that everyone is an individual person and everything we go through, we see in different ways. And so you really need to get to know a person to understand their life. You can't do that without meeting them. I was expecting that it's going to be kind of fun and helpful. And it was. And I was so happy to be part of the program. This program helps to know uh, a lot of uh, other peoples uh, from around the world and to know uh, different cultures. At first, I thought that they were not so engaged and uh, uh, not so interested in, in the program, but then it was the, op- uh, the opposite. Uh, there was a lot of teamwork. While the teens were limited to Zoom to get to know each other, they were able to discover shared interests and participate in activities that allowed them to connect across cultures, languages, and time zones. There was a uh, activity uh, in the summer camp. Uh, the teacher would uh, uh, would select two uh, two students randomly, and uh, they should draw each other. My my partner was uh, girl, so she uh, drew me, but. When I drew her, the, the draw was so bad, so I decided to not share it with, with the others. There was one assignment where you couldn't talk and you just had to look at each other in the Zoom meeting. And we would, like, in the other person's video, and then it was kind of like, not like Simon says, but it's like you were acting like a mirror, right? So if the other person raised their hand, you had to raise your hand. And you were acting like the reflection. And that was really interesting. I remember there are a few groups that really connected after that because, first of all, there was no language. The only barrier that really did come into play was sometimes language. But that one exercise really helped us understand that, like, that wasn't the most important thing to human connection. Now that the program is over, a number of the teens continue to connect using WhatsApp and Instagram. And the program has had a lasting impact on Ella. I mean, it completely changed my perspective on the world. I definitely had an understanding of privilege to be um, like safely 
living in my home and like feeling accepted my whole life. We talked about that single story a lot. I don't think I've made an assumption about someone based off of like one trait they have or one situation in there since that program. I think that people have so much to them. And I understand that so much more after this program. And what's next for Yosef? He will have a busy fall. He is participating in Hello Future's first small business incubator program. In that program, he will learn skills needed to start his own business. But before he starts on this path to entrepreneurship, he has some advice to share about learning more about other people in his situation. The first thing I would say that you should look at the person as he or she, not as the whole country. And the second thing is try to be part of a lot of programs that contain people from around the world to learn more about uh, cultures and persons. If you'd like to learn more about Hello Future and how you can help, visit www.hellofuture.io. Now let's check in on some headlines. In pandemic news, COVID cases are rising again in the U.S. The CDC is warning unvaccinated Americans that the Delta variant continues to spread, especially in communities that have low vaccination rates. Some places are taking action. Los Angeles has reinstituted a mask mandate indoors, whether you're vaccinated or not. And the Surgeon General called on social media outlets and news organizations to call out vaccine misinformation when they see it. In Germany and Belgium late last week, severe flooding gushed through the streets and homes as an extreme downpour overwhelmed the nation's flood systems. Experts say it was the worst flooding in possibly 1,000 years and is a direct result of global warming from greenhouse gas emissions. That's bad. And finally, what would you do if you found 160 bowling balls under your house? That's what happened to one man in Michigan when he started some home renovations. Is anyone wondering how 160 bowling balls got under his house? Maybe he should build a bowling alley. Coming up next... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Refugees from all corners of the globe have made important contributions to lots of different fields, like art, music, and science. Which one of these famous scientists was actually a refugee? Was it A, Neil deGrasse Tyson, B, Marie Curie, or C, Albert Einstein? Did you guess it? The answer is... Albert Einstein. The Nobel Prize winning physicist fled from Nazi Germany in 1933. By then, Einstein was already a famous scientist for his theory of relativity, but the regime was persecuting Jewish people and his life was in danger. Einstein made his way to England, where for a time he had to hide in a secret location in the countryside. Eventually, he moved to Princeton, New Jersey, where he lived and worked for the rest of his life. Time's up. But before we sign off, we have more questions for you. 
We've got 10 super important questions we would love for you tenors to answer. Grab a grown-up and click on the link in our show notes to participate in our listener survey. We'd love to hear about how you think we're doing and what you want to hear more of on the 10 News. And bonus, participants will be entered into a raffle to win an Amazon gift card. Woohoo! Now, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is getting out their bowling shoes and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, and Andrew Hall. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Now go to the website and answer some of those questions. We can't wait to read your answers. <laughs>